Welcome to Spark the Madness. I'm your host, Foster Rhodes, and this is your home to share, laugh, self-love, and cry to your heart's content, all in the name of comedy for mental health. Hi, I'm Foster Rhodes, and this is Spark the Madness, and I am so excited to introduce you to my good, good friend, Allison LeBrun. She is an artist, performer, and also a permission-to-play facilitator. She injects fun and joy into people's lives with honoring the full range of human emotions and the experience that we are and that is us, and she is absolutely just a unicorn of a human being, and today we're going to be talking about self-care, so let's dive right in. Those over there on the fan, <laughs> like you know, like having like, the closet door open, not closed. <laughs> it's a window into our souls, you know. <laughs> yeah, window into, into the real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the real, real that's happening over here. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Like, come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. I also want to start. I just tried this the other day. But I wanted to start off like doing like funny faces and like sounds. So yes. okay, like, cool. Get us into that like playful mood. So if you want to okay. just get, like close to the camera and we just like just do a bunch of faces and stuff. Okay, cool. Like copy you or just, oh, no, whatever. just do whatever you want. Okay. Just like like channel emotions, like or whatever, you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Really happy. Really happy. Awesome. That was awesome. I needed that. <laughs> Likewise. Actually, I think that would be like a great way to start every day. I think I need I know, to just right? that in the mirror every day. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like when I'm like before I brush my teeth or anything like that, I just like need to get myself in the mood. I'm just like, all right, I, I don't even want to do like, especially like self-care routines sometimes are hard for me. So it's yeah. just like finding that space to just be like, okay, how can I make this fun in this moment? <laughs> Yes, totally. Like if, if self-care routines get like too serious, I'm just like, yeah, no, I can't. I <laughs> just, like no more seriousness. That's why I need to do self-care because there's like a level of like intensity <laughs> going on in here. That's like, yeah, like a little too intense and serious about like this whole thing life. So like, can we just like play a little? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me just like get back down to the baseline of like what, like what the fuck is actually going on here? Right. <laughs> like anything I feel like with like routines or like consistency, like I used to like, just like play that. I was just like consistently inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I can. Re- yes. Yes. That is such truth for me. Yes. I'm consistently inconsistent. Like we, I like, I need things to change yeah. regularly. And some people would call that ADD or like a lack of focus. And I'm like, no, that's just how I am in the world. Exactly. Like, you know, it's like, I'm a starter, you know, like I am that spark to get something started. But it's like, if you want me to like stay around and like, see it through like six months later, like, I don't know if I'm your girl. 
right. Hire someone else. Like, yeah, not me. exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, even, like, with the movie and everything, like, I realized that, like, when I, when it was, like, this collective thing, like, when it was a lot of people, it was so much easier to get the momentum of it going. And then when it came down to, like, me editing it by myself, like, I literally just had moments where it's, like, like, I love, like, like, watching these people's faces, but, like, trying to figure out how to edit and learning right now makes me want to break my computer in half. <laughs> like, I just couldn't do it. And I felt, like, so isolated and alone. And I was just, like, I, I can't. I can't even just, like, look at this footage right now. I love that. I totally yeah. can relate to that. I have that situation with my website, which has yet to be created and has <laughs> been wanting to be created for, like, I don't know, seven years, something like that. Like, there's, like, the long journey. But it's just something about, for me, like, sitting with just a laptop like I do a lot of work on my phone, actually. Like, I don't know what it is about the phone. There's something, it's like smaller. Like it just yeah. is like less intimidating. Like, less intimidating. like, yeah, like I can hold it. I can like move my hand. Like I can like walk around with it. Like, I, like I can lay down. I can, I don't know. It just, it feels like it's suited, more suited for like my needs, which is like to constantly be moving and not yeah. really like sitting down. <laughs> That's how I felt like about my iPad. It's something about like actually being able to like touch like touch what I need to like interact with too you know because yeah. like, like, like he's like there's this like separation and I'm just like I can't and like I have like arthritis in my hands so it's like like typing for long periods of time I'm just like I don't I don't even want to do this anymore oh no. like I feel like laptops are like very avoidant if like we were to like yeah. how like categorize them as like in a relationship they're seriously avoidant like they do yeah. not want to connect with you you're like yeah. trying to connect or like can I hug can I mold you can I like <laughs> can we like work together can I and it's like no it doesn't have any budging like it, it doesn't really want to budge I, I will say I do like my laptop for um like playback theater I've been doing a lot of playback theater over COVID and it's so fun because it's kind of like improv theater I don't know like it's really hard to explain it sounds really lame but it's really fun actually but I love using it because I'll like I'll like put it below, like I'll move my laptop around, like I'll do like a scene like this or I'll like, you know, like whatever, I'll like be in my bed and I'll like hold my laptop like that. Like, I like that for that, for the camera. I'm like, okay, yeah. the camera's cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I've actually never really heard of playback, but my dad just like sent me this invite to like a playback thing that he's doing like soon. So I was just like, okay, so I'll get to like, just, like check that out and see. Cause like oh I've God. been, I, I don't, I guess, I feel like there's just been a wall in front of my creativity. I've just like mm -hmm. been like just meditating and just doing very like self-isolated work and everything like that. And I'm just like, okay. And just like working with kindness and like working with like, it's okay to have this space. Like this is my hermit time and, that, and that's yeah. fine, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like creativity is like I, one of my friends, Jess Grippo, she says creativity has seasons mm -hmm. and you know, like we're not always in like summer season. It's sometimes it's winter season in our creativity. And like, for me, that's, I don't know, maybe it's like being an air. I don't want to bring the whole like forest code thing in, but I'm like, maybe it's being an Aries. Like I always want it to be spring. Like I'm just like, <laughs> let's bloom all the time. Yeah. But like, it's just not realistic. Like it doesn't, yeah, it, it yeah. really isn't. It's like, I, I always like, um, take it back to like this idea of the energizer bunny. I'm like, like, I'm not a battery. Like I'm not going to like just go, 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 go. Like I'm going to die at one point. If I just keep going like that, like I yeah. need to allow myself to ebb and flow and like recharge. And it's like yeah. these like, periods where it's just like, if I can't even show up for myself, like how can I even expect to like be able to show up for like anyone else? exactly yeah. and like sometimes our cells need like chill time you know yeah. or like sitting in front of the tv time or whatever meditation time yoga time or yeah. all the like all the like 
salvi healing time thing yeah all that sacred <laughs> time oh my gosh like please guys. Baths. <laughs> i'm all about salt baths although i like oh. i was like seriously about them until like a point and then i just like stopped like it, that's a very me thing too like i'll be like really into something <laughs> and then i just stop one day and then it's like starting again becomes like a monumental task like it's like, yeah. like i have to talk about it to people i need to journal about it <laughs> like it's like yeah. and then it's like six months later i'm like i've begun salt baths again like yeah. i actually <laughs> found these really cool bath bombs at whole foods and they just like I don't know. It was like a dark day. It was like one of those dark days, which is yeah. like the past like two months has been like a lot of those dark days where it's like, oh no, there's lots of clouds in my head. It's very stormy. So like, let's go to Whole Foods and get some kale. And, like, and then I like was randomly like just wandering and there's this bit, of course they know, like they, yeah. they know that this, like this lady is going to come yeah. to Whole Foods. She's going to wander and like bump into this bin and it's going to smell really good. <laughs> like what? They like, yeah, they made it for someone like me. Like, <laughs> I'm having a bad day, but they're really amazing. They're these like colorful, salty coconut oil. I don't know. So what I do is I like keep it on the shelf in my bathroom because I I don't want to use it all at once because it's like yeah. three dollars. I don't yeah. know. Like it's kind of like I don't know. To me, I'm like this is like a pricey situation. So like yeah, I'm gonna yeah, it's on like, the shelf in my shower <laughs> and I'll just take like bits of it and I just like smell it. <laughs> I don't know. Smelling things is like one of my like smelling good things is like my current salve, I think. Ooh, like yes, yeah. aromatherapy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I can't even like express like how many like essential oils I have it just like on on play, like whenever I need them, like okay, lavender right by the bed. Whenever like I like need some help going to sleep or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like I always like go into those moments where I'm just like, I just need some extra assistance just anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me assistance. Please, assistance. Yeah. I also like toys. Um, I have like a lot of little toys just like in random spots around my apartment so that like if yeah, like, I'm feeling bad, like I just like, look and there's like this like finger. Mon I don't know if you've ever seen these. They're like rubber finger monsters. Like you put them on your fingers. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. They're I, awesome. I have one. <laughs> yes. So His funny. name is Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. I have a very special place in my heart. <laughs> It's actually like named after um like one of my first boyfriends when I was a kid who like passed away uh, a number of years ago in like a really bad car accident. So it's like one of those things like I don't really hold on to a lot of sentimental things, but like that's one of those like really precious things where it's like whenever I see it, I'm just like, ah, it like lights me up. Oh my God, <laughs> I love that. What color is it? Which color one is it? Like because I know there's like the orange and there's yeah. the green. Yeah. It's like the like maroony looking one with all yeah. of these like legs and arms. <laughs> yeah, that one's awesome. I don't have that one, but that one is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like I'm like so constantly on the lookout for one of those stores. And you know the store I'm talking about where it's like a store with trinkety, like fun yeah. trinkety. Like, there's like one called like Target or Tiger something or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tiger yeah. Lily, I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> There's also the balloon store. Have you ever been to the balloon store what? in Manhattan? No, that sounds yeah. amazing. It is amazing. Oh. It's it's called the most, I don't know, on the outside of the thing, it says like New York City's most fun store. I don't know if it's the most fun store, but it is a fun store. It's a really <laughs> fun store. There's like one of those fake butler, wooden butlers outside, like holding, I don't know. But they have a lot of things like that, like gidgets and gadgets and Mad Libs. And like, I love shit like that. And oh, like, I love that. Oh my God, yeah, I remember like going to like the children's museum and they had like this one thing where it's like you got to sit on the, sit on this platform and you pull the string and then you are encased inside of a bubble 
And I was just like, yeah, I was like, why are, why isn't there just stuff like this like everywhere? It's like, why is it only like targeted towards yeah. kids? Because it's like, I feel like adults need playgrounds. Yeah, it's like, we have, need like, bubbles and like rock places, but like I just need something with like a mini tiny zip line and like a yeah. slide. Like I just need like an adult-sized jungle gym sometimes. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, one thing yeah. That I about Boston is that they had this one place that was called the playground for everyone. What? And it was, yeah, it was like all like adult size, like, um, like playground equipment everywhere. And it's like, anyone could play there. It's like, you didn't have to like bring kids or anything. And I was just like, yes, this is like so important. So vital yes. to have a, like a free open space for people to just exist. Exactly. And a lot of adults are like afraid to play. Cause like, like my boyfriend, he's so funny. He calls it forced play when I'm like, we gotta do something playful. So like I bought tickets to this, um, this immersive experience, which is where we met. We met in an immersive experience, but it wasn't that immersive experience. It was a different one, a few blocks away called Slumu, And it's a slime immersive experience. And he was like legit mad at me. He was like, I can't believe you got tickets for this. This is for kids. He's on Yelp. Like, and it's like all these parents being like, my kids loved it. And like, we're on the train. He's like, so grumpy about it. He's like, oh, oh this is going to be so lame. We're going to be all kids. And, and then he finds that like a review of this, like one guy who's like my girlfriend and I went, we had a lot of fun, even though it's, you know, kind of supposed to be for kids. It's also for adults too. And he was like, okay, fine. Like, so he went <laughs> and like, he was actually way more into it than I was for like a period of time. I'm like, dude, I knew you would love this. Like they did have one of those things where it was like a slingshot and you could like a person stands in this like clear plastic cube and then the other person can slingshot slime at them. And they had the, like, I don't know if you ever watched Nickelodeon. I didn't have cable growing up, but like my boyfriend was like, Oh, Nickelodeon where they slime people. They had something like that. Yeah. If you're in New York city, I definitely recommend. Yeah. Going to it. Oh my gosh. I need to check that out. You also get to make your own slime, which is kind of cool. And they put charms in it. You can pick your own charms and there's like hundreds of charm options. Oh my gosh. This should be like just required things to do as you're, as just, you get older, just for like your own mental, like well-being. Cause it's like, I don't know. I can't remember the last time where it was just like, okay to just play and just be, you know, it's like, I feel like the last time was like an improv class. And it's like, you don't realize like how, like, pent up you get from from not having that space in that area to play you know like, exactly oh, yeah. <laughs> I get really pent up I don't know some yeah. I guess like a lot of adults they maybe they it doesn't bother them being that pent up but for some reason for me like I can only tolerate a certain level of pent upness and then I'm just like okay I gotta release this like yeah. somewhere somehow and like preferably it needs to be like fun like yeah. not not serious like let's not get too serious about this like come on yeah Yeah, I feel like it's almost like people put up these like borders like they they think that it's like unimportant to like play it's like they don't like really see like the value in it anymore and it's just like like no it's like you're still that kid it's like that still exists inside of you and it's like if you don't like recognize that it's like it it comes out in different ways it's like I feel like we just have different ways of like managing how we like are overwhelmed you know (laughs) yeah totally well I mean maybe that's why like a lot of adults like to drink a lot yeah everyone has their vice for me like I used to drink when I was like younger you know but yeah. then I got to a point where I'm like this is actually not fun and I don't actually like who I become when I drink because I like become a part of myself that's just like I don't know yeah, to me right. is like not fun like I'm like this person is not cool like I don't like her very much so, like <laughs> 
I'm just not going to do that. I mean, maybe some people are lucky. They become like really fun when they drink. I don't know. But then maybe that isn't lucky because then it's a problem. Like you need to actually drink to access that part of yourself. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it amplifies. Yeah. Like it amplifies like certain parts of myself that I, I really like, but then it also amplifies like other parts that I like don't feel like I have like full control over. And I'm just like, I don't want to have the excuse of just being like, oh, sorry, I was just like so drunk. And I'm yeah. just like, no, I don't want to like put any like onus on anything else because it's like, it's me that's making these choices. So it's, it's me right. at the end of the day, you know? Right. It's not the yeah. alcohol. I mean, I guess a lot of people blame it on it, but it's like, actually that's your trauma. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like <laughs> have a process yet. We all have it. It's okay. Yeah, but like, exactly. not, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. That like, stuff. Like, that's like one thing I feel like, like there's nothing that really like tells you or educates you on trauma until it's like you experience it. And then like later in life have to like deal with it after the fact. And I feel like if people just structured it in a way where it's just like trauma is any moment in your life where it's just like the emotions you were not prepared for, like the emotions that were set on you, you were not prepared for. It's like, that is a state of trauma. It's like anything yeah. that you're not able to regulate or process in that moment, it causes trauma in your body. And it's like, it holds somewhere and it's yeah. off small, but it's like, it, it grows and it goes into all these other aspects of your life that it's like becomes like out of your awareness because it's like, all right, I've told myself not to look at this or not to address this. So if you don't look at it, you can't work with it. You know. Yeah, totally. I maybe they need to change the word because I feel like people hear the word trauma and they yeah. think like I don't <laughs> exactly. know you were the like extreme thing. <laughs> yeah, like you were like caught by like I don't know some people in your home and like taken away and like put in a bunker and locked up for twenty years or something. And it's like no, it could just be like it could be something really insignificant. But maybe for whatever reason in that moment you were not able to process it. You know what I mean? Like it could be like someone taking your pencil when you were eight. Yeah. But it could have been that like also that morning, like your grandmother died or something. And then like someone took your pencil and then someone pushed you on the playground and like they kind of all like pile up to like add up to be something that you're like, oh, your body's like, I can't deal with all this, you know, like I need to just shut down or lock it away or like, yeah. So maybe it's, I don't know, there needs to be a new name, something yeah. different. Yeah, something exactly. Cool. Something that's not so, I guess, like triggering when you hear it. Something that's like yeah. a little bit like easier to like be like, oh, okay, I can identify with this. Oh, we could apply the slumu um <laughs> immersive experience. <laughs> when you go in, they ask you to like spell your name in slime language. So every vowel becomes a double O. So like I'm I was like um Ulu, Ululu or something. That was my name instead of Allison. It's like Ululu. So if it was trauma, it would be like TR. True moo, true moo, true moo. It's true moo. Uh, yeah, you just it's got a bit of true moo. That's all. Like that's you know, you're just yeah. That's what it is. So, yeah, just like I don't know. Find a way to. That's fun to process yeah, it, or maybe like not. Instantly fun. make it funner. <laughs> yeah, like we can. Trauma can be fun. Yeah, yes. it really can be because it's like I feel like um that was like one exercise that really helped me in like really dark moments was putting a name or like a personality to like that voice inside of my head that was like beating me up. It's like, oh, Jerry's got like Jerry Frary's going off the rails again, <laughs> telling me I'm worthless. Oh <laughs> Thanks God. God. Jerry Frary. <laughs> like that separation so it it less you less identify with the voices and the thoughts inside of your head 
because I love like, that aren't your thoughts you know it's like by the end of the day it's like you're you're not that it's like when you are in that dark space it's like it's not that you like oh I don't want to live anymore or anything like that it's like I don't want to live like this anymore it's like yeah this current existence this current version of myself isn't who I want to be right like this part or aspect of myself that's suffering or whatever it just has like a really negative self-talk isn't like all of who I am it's just like yeah. a small part and like I don't have to like yeah it's like when we're identified with it it's like who we are oh my god I need to do that I need to do more of that because I remember we did that one day that was really fun we like acted out our like shadow parts and yes. it was like so healing and oh, it really was that like, I forgot I what I named my part I need to like I need to do that for my inner bully for sure. Cause I have like a strong inner bully. Same, That's, same. Yeah. It's I mean, like, I guess like who doesn't, you know, it's yeah. just most people don't talk about it. Most people are like, oh, I don't have that. No, no, exactly. I'm like, no, like I'm like my best friend. And I'm just like, right. yeah, sure. But I'm also my own like, tor like tormentor. Like yeah. I, I abuse myself. Like I yeah. had to realize that like later on in life, it's like, wow, I've been abusing myself like since I was a child. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so powerful. Like, Honestly, I feel like that needs to be like broadcast on Instagram. Cause like when I go on Instagram right now, it's just like, everyone is just like, yeah, living my great life. It's awesome. I accomplished this and that and this and that. And, and it's just like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Okay, great. We get it. You accomplished yeah. a lot of things, but like, what else happened? Like there had yeah. to be something else that happened like in those moments. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, it is toxic like positivity. Like that's yeah, like, like a very small <laughs> picture of like, I guess yeah. I'm like, like, I'm like, I could start doing that, but then I'm like, I just like, don't actually like, it feels inauthentic for me to like focus all of my energy to just like be convincing people through pictures and videos of like how amazing I am. Like, I just, yeah. like, I really just can't do like, that. I anymore. don't have that energy to do it. Like I, I like, I just really don't, I don't yeah. want to market myself in that way. And I'm just like, I have to like, just be authentic and honest, even if it's like, uncomfortable and ugly you know because <laughs> yeah. it's like all of those parts are like true and honest and worth loving you know? yeah yeah I just put bracelets on I don't know I just wanted to <laughs> I, like I literally put these bracelets next to my computer when I was setting it up earlier for <laughs> for this talk and then I like just found them with my hand I was like oh bracelets <laughs> like that's another thing costumes like yeah. I, I feel that like clothing costumes wigs hats like all of those things, masks are like such cool tools for like exploring these different aspects of myself, you know, like, yeah, like today I'm, I'm sort of this like serious, but playful, like, I don't know, like a little dot of pink here. I'm wearing like a one suit, but it has like it has, yeah, little bolts. lightning oh, bolts. Like, okay. And then I've got the pink, you know, anyways, I love that. like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like clothes are so funny. Like they're so interesting. When I used to temp in corporate, that was a problem for me. Cause that was too serious. Like, I'm just like, are you serious? Like I need to wear a pencil skirt and like a suit jacket, like pencil skirts are the worst. Like I don't <laughs> think they should be legal. Yeah, they really shouldn't. It's like, okay, if you only want to walk like five inches at a time, yeah. like, you can't move a pencil skirt. Like, don't ever let anybody chase you because you will lose. You wouldn't be able to run if it was yeah. dangerous. Yeah, like it's, know, it really is. I, I think they should be banned like forever. Yeah, there's so many like, ridiculous like clothing things like just targeted towards women. And I'm just like, this is like impractical, impractical for existing. Like it's just totally yeah. impractical. 
if I can't ride a bike in it, then I'm like, I don't want it. Like, <laughs> I mean, if it's a long poofy dress, okay, cool. Cause then I can like, I can tie it up in a knot in front of me. Like I definitely have done that on bicycles. Like I love poofy dresses and they're long and pretty and flowy, mm-hmm. but like, if it's too constricting and like, you can't sit on a seat, I'm just like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> like, it's like, I do not want to address this right now. <laughs> no. No, that's like, that's not good for mental health. (laughs) No, not even at all. So what would you say are some other like tools or other things that have helped you like in your path of mental health or like other like hurdles or something that you had to like overcome? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, play is like, always been my biggest solve. My biggest problem though is finding other adults that like to play, you know, because if you're a playful adult, then everyone's like, oh, so you work with kids and you're like, no, actually I don't. Because like when you work with kids, you think you get to be playful, but you really like, cause you're supposed to be the adult there. Like you're supposed yeah, to be exactly. like the you manager. Have to facilitate. You have to like make yeah. sure that they're not going to kill themselves because it's like kids are like constantly trying to kill themselves. <laughs> right. Like, you no, get like a dash of play, but then you're like, I got to go into manager mode and like, make sure they're safe. And like, yeah. oh, well. so you're like, no, I don't, I don't actually work with kids. And then you're like, so you hang out with kids and you're like, no, that's, that would be creepy. Like I tap into like my own inner child and I yeah. help other people tap into theirs as well. Yeah. So I do that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. How about you? What's um, like, I, I mean, I, I think it's like just been really hard to like find a, like just a mental health, like facilitating like environment that was like conducive to how I wanted to like manage my mental health. Like I felt like it was so much easier to find, um, was it like psychiatrist than it was to like find th- like therapist like like it was so easy for someone to just like give me pills or like prescribe something I was just like wait no I don't I don't want this yeah. <laughs> like like I, I just want somebody to like give me like tools that I can talk with and that I can like conceptualize like what is going in my going on in my head and like why I'm having these thoughts and these feelings like I don't want to just like jump straight towards Medicaid I mean like nothing against people who do need medication like I get it but it's just like, I wanted that to be like the absolute last result or like last yeah. resort, because it's like, I've seen like the other side of like being on those pills and like having, like seeing people have to like, like trying to come off and like how it like totally like warps, like, you know, how they can process their emotions. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to dampen this. Like, I don't want to like, like shut this out. I just want to try to understand it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've always been in the same boat. Like, I mean, the way I grew up, my parents, like we really just didn't go to the doctor. Like we weren't sick that much. I was lucky. And that like, we grew up in an area that was like a lot of nature and we ate really healthy. My mom was really into like healthy eating. And maybe that was it. Like we weren't eating a lot of, you know, processed foods and I grew up playing sports. So like, I was just really lucky in that I didn't really get sick ever too. Like I was lucky in that sense. So like, I just never really spent a lot of time going to doctors. And like, I think my parents' philosophy was always just like, if you can do it naturally. And I started doing yoga when I was like 18. Um, and that really helped me out for sure. But then like the yoga world, like, you know, anytime you get into like any, yeah, like holistic. Like so serious and just like so yeah. intense and like ritualistic sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, I like to just take those tools and then like recapitulate it into like my own way of being. <laughs> 
That is genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like pranayama. It's like, how can actually I started teaching yoga to kids like a couple days a week, um, in the city recently. And so I've been like, I studied circus yoga actually, which is also like a really fun wow. kind of yoga. Oh my God. That. I want to talk to you my- about that. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Circus yoga is really fun. Cause I, I studied a little circus arts at one point and then I got into circus yoga, which is also about like ritual, but it's, it kind of like took the like seriousness out of it and made it playful. Cause it's really designed for like kids and their parents or families, but like, um, even like pranayama for kids, if you do kids yoga training, which I haven't done, but I was reading about it. They're like, Oh, just make the breath animal breaths. You know, like whale breath is when you yeah. take a big breath in and you breathe it out slow. And there's like rabbit breath or beat bumblebee breath. So like, so I'm actually kind of like, as I'm teaching kids yoga, I'm like, this is actually the kind of yoga that really jives with me. Like, I'm not going to go to adult yoga classes anymore. Maybe if you get a kid's yoga video, like, that would just be my jam. So yeah, for sure, like yoga and movement have been like essential dance. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, like when I was in um, college, my senior year, so I, I went to school, I got scholarship for tennis. So I was like always an athlete playing tennis and I never really had time to explore dance any and so we went to this african dance west african dance festival in vermont where she was from and it was like it literally i'll never forget like going to the field hearing the drumming i for me like the drumming is just like i love it It, like i think it's like i'm not very in my body a lot of times so like you hear the drumming it's very ground you know it's like very much like grounding and Anyways, I just was watching the dance and like, I was like, oh my freaking God, what the hell is this? Like, I need to do this. And so I moved to Boston after college and I found the dance complex, which is this amazing um, dance space. And one day I was walking around in Central Square and I heard the drumming again. I was like, what's the drumming? I like walked, walking, running towards the drumming. I'm like, what's the drumming? And the lady's like, oh, that's like, Ghanaian dance, you know, you're welcome to try it if you want. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, you just go and follow. You just try because the way they teach West African dance is the teacher shows a staff and then you get in these lines. And so usually the first line is people that have been doing the dance a long, long time. So they're the most experienced dancers and you go back. So like, I was like in the last line when I started, cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing and looking like an idiot, like Toby, you had to like, totally just give up like looking good and all that stuff. But like, I just was having so much fun. I was like, this feels good. Like it felt good for my body to be there. Honestly, I think that dance form like saved me in a lot of ways, just because the music, the community also like that kind of learning is very, I don't know. I'm a very much a kinesthetic learner. Like I like to try and mess up and fail. Like I'm not the kind of person where you can be like, do this thing now, like do this dance step now and get it right the first, like, it's like, yeah, no, no way. I lack coordination. I love dancing, but I lack coordination. It's like, you yeah. left, right. I was like, I don't like, uh, I will panic yeah. like really fast. But if you just like, like in, put if, some music on, it's like, tell me to move, like, let's go. Yeah. Let's dance. So like, yeah, yeah like I just kept going to those classes and then I discovered salt. Like I just kind of gave myself permission in my twenties to like, explore any dance form that like, just, I was curious about. So I like, was like, Oh, salsa. I went to a salsa thing with a friend. I tried that. I tried belly dance. I tried some, I really into like the rhythmic circular Mm -hmm. dances. Like I love all that classical Indian dance. So for me, like going to a dance class that I'm really curious about, usually it's like a, a rhythmic kind of Mm -hmm. circular dance, like uh, like a folk, more folk or tribal dance classes. I really like um, samba, bachata, rumba, I love rumba. Oh my God. I just like love all those dance forms, belly dance. So yeah, like Bhangra, um, 
when it gets to like too serious, like if it's like really serious, I'm just like, okay, no, this is not really like, for me, it's about moving my body, exploring different shapes. Like you said, like, I also like free dancing. It's like, what shape can I make with my body? Like what feels good for my body? So like, that's been like amazing for me dance. And then, and then improv and like, um, characters. I love yeah. characters, wigs and like discovering recently I've gotten into like IFS and like internal family systems and like exploring different parts of myself. And then I started making characters out of like these parts of myself, which was like definitely really edgy for me, but really fun. And like, yeah. I love that work. I love that work. Cause it's like, it, it allows you to honor those parts instead of saying it like, okay, this needs to be gone. This needs to be removed. (laughs) This needs to not exist. But I'm just like, like you can't just like banish something just because you want to. Like right. Just like, <laughs> yeah. It's like that's not you just can't. that's how the world works. It's like there are like balances of things. Like there are positives and negatives. But I love the in this one talk that we had like uh, at that restaurant. I remember like what you said like so acutely and like it's honestly like been like a mantra in my life. Like, I just want to like, thank you <laughs> for like giving oh that God. gift to me. But it was like this concept of like, there is no good and bad. And it's like, I really yeah. let that like sit with me and like, just it completely reshaped the way that I thought about the world, the way I saw the world, the way I saw people in the world, the way I saw myself in the world. And it's just like removing those labels was like liberation. Oh, oh my God. I love that. Same for me. When, when my like therapist IFS facilitator said that to me, I was like, Oh, like, cause for so long I was living inside this reality of like, oh, there's parts of myself that are good and acceptable. And then parts of myself that are bad. And like, I need to, yeah, destroy them, banish them, like whatever. So like, yeah, for me, same, like it totally, that paradigm shift, that's like Dr. Richard Schwartz who created IFS internal family systems. He has a book called no bad parts, um, which I highly recommend for people that are listening. And they're like, Oh, like what, how do I, you know, what is that? Like, and he really goes in depth around that whole like philosophy. And I like, I feel like it's like a way of like perceiving the world. Yeah. Like seeing lens through to see the world. It's like, Oh yeah, there aren't any bad parts. They're just parts that are really burdened, Mm -hmm. you know, like I have parts of myself that have like, they're still carrying a lot of emotional pain that I'm still processing. And so they are, maybe they're really young and like kind of immature and like, (laughs) like I'm still helping them grow up a little and be like, okay, like when someone's mean to you, you know, like there's ways to handle this that are not like, (laughs) like whatever, you know, being mean back or something like that, which is like an immature thing. So, but yeah, like, I feel like that's like a newer thing that I've only just stepped into in the last couple of years, but it's been awesome. Like I feel a sense of liberation, like, okay, I'm not fundamentally bad. If I have a part of myself that sabotages, yeah, it's just exactly. part of myself. Yeah. Like it's, like it's, it's, it's a part, like let's get to know reason, it, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's there it's, for it's a reason. Reactionary. It's like their defense mechanisms. It's like every part of myself, like wants my greatest good. And it's yes. like, there are like bad parts and there are parts that I don't want to accept. It's like, it's, it's trying to teach me something. It's trying to like, help me to understand something about like, you know, like whatever kind of like lesson, like if you are like a spiritual person, like whatever, but it's like, it's all there to like help you and to like reform how you are thinking and how you are being. And I realize like when it's like, when I realize that I'm not growing, it's usually because it's like, there's a part of myself that I can't accept yet. 
It's like, and if I'm having like outward, like hate or aggression or anger, I'm like, okay, it's not even there. It's it's like my hate, my anger, my aggression, it's not out there. It's, it's here. Like there's a part of myself that I still need to like reflect on and work with and work in. Oh, genius. (laughs) Oh oh my God. Like what if the whole world knew that? (laughs) It's like Instagram would be a much more fun place. Like for sure. It wouldn't be like, here's my point of view and my point of view and my point of view. I'm going to do a dance while I'm telling you my point of view. And I'm going to like stand on a rock doing warrior pose. And tell you my point of view. It's like, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Yeah. There's this book called, I think it's like called right and wrong. And it's like, it's all about that like that idea of like rightness and wrongness and how like we we put up these like battles and we have these like fights with people about like us being right and like them being wrong yeah it's like like science as a whole is based off of wrongness and getting things like wrong you know and accepting that and like but it's at some point it's like emotionally like when we find things that are wrong it's like we don't we don't like to justify that when we see something outside that's wrong or bad we're just like no I need to fix that no that does not allow that's not allowed to exist and yeah Yeah. (laughs) we've been so trained in that for like since like being a little kid even like as I'm teaching these yoga classes they're for preschool kids so like threes twos three ones twos threes and fours Mm -hmm. and so when I'm doing the class their teachers are in the room and I used to be a preschool teacher so I totally remember like doing this or it's like you know going into that mindset of like well that's wrong and that's wrong (laughs) and that's wrong and no don't do that and no don't and it's just like this like constant programming Mm -hmm. of like you know, crying is wrong right now because we're in a yoga class. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. they like they could go cry in the corner if they oh, want exactly. to. Like, <laughs> isn't that what yoga is? Like, yeah. you know, like accepting all our emotions, like being in our bodies. Like, but I, I mean, I don't blame them because I know like it's just how like the structures are like organized in our world. Just be like, yeah right, wrong, right, wrong. Exactly. It's like when you're like crying or in that like emotionally vulnerable place, it's like people want to stop you. It's like people's Mm -hmm. idea of comforting is to get you to stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, like when did like telling a kid no ever work, you know, it's like, right. they just like go back around and they, they do the, the, the thing that you don't want them to do. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, why not just like hold space for that? It's like, we always want to like justify or ask kids like, why did you do this? And, and get them to be like a oh, why, why, why? And like, get them to justify. And sometimes it's just like, because it felt good in the moment. And like, that is enough, yeah. you know? Yeah. I sometimes just randomly cry. Like yeah, I think it's, it's just like, something in my, I think of something or like, yeah, I'll think of my uncle who passed away and I'll just like connect to his energy and I'll just cry. Cause I'm like, I'm missing him, you know? And it's like a short cry. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I love crying in the subway. I think crying in the subway should be like a sport. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, oh my God, I used to have this one joke that I did because I was like crying on the subway, like really bad. And then this lady comes up to me and she hands me a tissue. <laughs> And I felt like in that moment, like I was kind of holding it, it together. But like when she did that, like I just broke down and like these like Aww. loud sobs, like uncontrollably. Oh it's like she didn't say anything. She just handed me the tissue and walked back into the crowd. And at the same time, I was like, you son of a bitch. How dare you? Like, this is a Why sacred space on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to cry here. 
You know, can't oh recognize my, my sadness. That's so awesome. I it love was like that. awesome, like so beautiful. It was just like I'm just sad because there's no trees. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a subway. I mean, I feel like that's like humaning in public, which yeah. is a movement I want to start. For now, oh. I'm calling it playing in public. But I love the idea of being like, let's all go on the subway and like do something that's really very human. You know what I mean? Like maybe have like a human dialogue, but instead of like fighting, being like, you know, right now, like what you just said, like, I feel sad, you know, like the other person, you know, like, I don't know, just like, I feel like that would be so, I feel like it's so interesting because it's so rare that we see people really actually humaning, you know, right? Like it's so rare for me to human actually. Vulnerable. Yeah. It's really hard because it's like when you start feeling those emotions, you want to like bottle it back in. You're just like, no, 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 not right now. I can't, uh, I can't express this right now. Right. Yeah. There needs to be like crying pods. That was like another. Oh my God. Yes. Cry tent. I want a soundproof tent where I could just like pop it up anytime, like the grocery store or anything like that. It's like, this is my cry chamber. Like I needed like a utility chamber. Depression utility value. (laughs) Oh my God. That's awesome. (laughs) That would be an amazing sketch, actually. Like you like go into a grocery store and just like pop out, like, this is my cry chamber and like get in there. Like, just hear howling for a little while. Oh. Like, All right, let's get those green beans. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, now I'm good. All right, cool. Like, you may call it bipolar. I call it processing, okay? Right. It's processing. It's yeah. a pink pen and that's what it's for. Processing. Exactly. We need to tap into like Pee Wee Herman's consciousness because I feel like he is like, I don't know, like I'm like, he gets it in terms of like what the world needs to look like, like, yes, I want a chair that's stuffy and smiles at me. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I want the things in my world to like talk and like play with me. I don't know. And like, also like therapize me. And sometimes oh, <laughs> like, so true. Yes. Uh, yeah. That world needs to be created. Full place, like at any age. Cause it's like, it's, yeah. it's all there. And I remember like when I was like reading, um, this book by like Thich Nhat Hanh is like all about like Buddhist practices and everything like that. There was like this one thing that really helped me like with processing just like emotions and anger, like towards like my parents and stuff like that. It was just like, they're still a five-year-old child. It's like, think of them as a five-year-old child. Yeah. Like they still like get frustrated and angry. They still feel scared and, you know, just unsure. It's like, they still need to be protected and, and all of that. Cause like, yeah. that, that's still there. Like whether or not they want to admit it, or you know acknowledge it I know so much time has passed and it's like when you do meet your parents I remember walking down the hallway I'm just like I'm in a house full of strangers (laughs) like I like I know these people I'm related but I don't I don't know them who are you (laughs) why are you here like (laughs) what is your story bro (laughs) let's break this down give me the details like what happened when you were five (laughs) it is that why when you're eating your sandwich you get crumbs everywhere I don't know like I don't know yeah it's like is that why you yell at me like so harshly when I have my elbows on the table because it's like you were beaten down like every single time for doing everything wrong it's like okay this makes sense you know right yeah all of these things that we just never talk about because they're hard yeah but it's like (laughs) it makes things easier it's like that um 
I feel like it's like a Navy SEAL quote and I never remember how it goes, but it's something like slow is fast and fast is slow or so I don't like slow is fast. It's something about how like the slower you move in, the more like thorough you are mm-hmm. around your training and like how you're, you're moving your body. Like <clears throat> you're actually going to go faster. And I feel that way about like mental health and emotional health. It's like tending to like the details of like, you know, if there is a sad thing that comes up in me, like I'm really practicing, like, okay, can I like pause and just take a moment with that? Even just a moment, just to like be with that, whatever that is, instead of just plowing through it and being like, I got to go to my to-do list. And like, I got to do this and that, you know, like, it's definitely like an unlearning that I'm going through right now is like learning how to like slow down and do those things that like I previously told myself were like too hard, but it's like, no, maybe they're not too hard. Like maybe being with this sadness or this anger, it's not impossible. Like it's doable. Like maybe if I like in somatic experiencing, they call it titrating and titrating is like a term that describes where you just like dip in, but you only dip into like something hard to the, to the amount that is like manageable for your nervous system, you know? So it's like, if you're dipping into like something happened that happened in your childhood that you have a lot of anger, like for me, I was like, like something I have a lot of anger around. It's like when I dipped into it, like my whole body was like, ah, like it just went into overwhelm. And she's like, okay, so you can actually ask that to like only show you what percentage you can manage right now. And when I asked it, it was like 1%. And I was like, okay, you know, my like inner achiever was like 1%, like that's shit. Like we need to do a hundred percent today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. But like 1% is what my nervous system can handle for today. So like, let's like dip in there for 1% and we'll revisit later. Like we don't have to do it all at once. Like it can just be like little bits at a time like crumbs. Yeah. That is beautiful. That's also like a little bit like of a note yoga nidra thing as well. Like when you're like experiencing your emotions in like a visceral, like physical way and just like finding where that pain is and almost like talking to like your physical body and your, the way that your physical body is reacting to it instead of like, okay, can I quiet this in a way or allow it to like move in a way, you know, it's just like kind of like speaking to that, to that physical part of like how your body is responding to it and like playing with like opposites and like, okay, what, like, what does this feel like? Does it feel like sharp? Does it feel warm? It's like, can I feel into the opposite of this emotion? It's like, can I hold the space of both of these feelings at the same time? And it's like having this like separation of that actual thing. And also just like, like feeling the visceral like reaction of it. That is yeah. really awesome and profound. And I like kind of have always wanted to do more yoga nidra. So now I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe yeah. I will. Wait, do you teach yoga nidra? Um, I want to, I'm going to start to <laughs> like, Ooh. like I've been like practicing with it a lot these like past like six or eight months. And like, I'm going to like start these classes where like, I like work with people with breath works and exercises like that. And, and not such like a hardcore way where it's like, oh, this is a rigid thing that you have to do. It's like in a way where it's just like, oh, I'm exploring my body. I'm exploring, I'm discovering things in my reality instead of just being like, oh, you have to breathe like this. You have to do this. You have to focus on this. You have to do that. It's just like, no. <laughs> I love to. that. <laughs> You're going to love playback theater. Cause I feel like that's so like playback. I mean, it maybe not exactly what it is, but it is really like, I love how like at playback theater, people can bring any story that they want to share. And then as the actors, you get to like re 
re you're not really reenacting because you're not like you're just regurgitating what they shared you get to tap into like what would be of service to them and like what can i provide based on this information that i've just received and so maybe it's just like a movement that you do it could be like they have all these different forms but you can use like metaphor you can use all kinds of like cool you know monologues characters you can embody like things in their story that are not necessarily people like inanimate objects or parts of their body. You know, if they share a story about being brokenhearted, you could, you could play their hearts. Like you can do all kinds of like cool things like that. And I love that. Cause it feels like a, like you're like in a laboratory of like exploring like the emotions and the body and all these things, like in a way that's like really fun. Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm man, excited for you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love it. I can't wait to check it out, man. That sounds yes. like so much fun. But also, I'm like, oh, I want to come to your class too. <laughs> so let me know when you start that class because yeah, for sure, I'll yeah. like, I'll let you know. I'll send you breath work is like, yeah, breath work yeah. and exploring Thank the body and like holding <laughs> opposites. I'm like, yes, please, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like that idea that you mentioned, like just slowing down. Like it's been like it's something like hard for me to like, I guess, like sit with but it's, it's been so, I was just like, so transformative, like, and it's all of these like tiny little things that are making these like really huge differences. I always like thought that like, all right, I have to like change everything in this big, huge scale. I have to like have this regimented life. It's like, no, I just have to put in point one practice. Like, that's it. Just like one point of focus and like, just try doing that just even if it's like a little bit like five minutes or like even like two seconds of just like thinking about it <laughs> you know like yeah. just that practice of doing it and then also like forgiving myself for like when I like fall short on it and it's just like forgiveness and slowing down have been like my two huge mantras and it's like all right <laughs> that's amazing I want to practice more of that for sure like I definitely in the last six months have been in some kind of like pushing situation. Maybe it's like the reopening thing. I don't know if other people that are listening are like experiencing this because for me, like, okay, yeah, COVID was terrible. And like, I, you know, it was, it was horrible on many levels. Um, but the thing, one thing that worked about it for me was like slowing down, you know, like I really, and I was kind of like, yeah, this is the pace that actually works for me and my system. And, and like, I always knew that. And I often kind of like would align with that in my life, but then I'd always feel behind. Like I, I constantly had this like feeling of like, I'm behind, I'm behind the game. I'm behind the ball. I'm behind like society and like what's needed. And especially living in the New York city area, it's just like, everyone's going 10 miles, million miles a minute. Um, and I'm just like, can't operate at that speed. Like shooting all over yourself. Like I should be doing this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think I kind of got caught in the trap of like, I'm curious to know too, for people that listen to this, if this happened to you of like around, you know, July, August, when things, at least where we are started to like kind of reopen and it started to feel safer to like gather and be with friends. Like all of a sudden I was like, I went into like, oh my God, like I'm not keeping up, you know? And I'm behind. Like, I, like I still feel like I'm almost not ready for like a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Like I, like, I don't know, my mom is like really, really paranoid. I'm living with her right now. And she also has like a lot of like health conditions and stuff. So like she keeps up on like all of these like new variants and everything like that. And like, 
like how the vaccines like aren't working in like some cases and in some places like that. So it's like, that's that extra added paranoia. So it's like keeping this apprehension of like getting back out into society. And like, I am not the like tech savvy kind of person to like jump into like a lot of like Zoom things and like Zoom workshops. It's like, it's really hard for me to like stay put in front of my computer and like hold space with other people. Like I tried doing like a couple of like Zoom standup things it felt like the worst thing in my entire life. <laughs> like, like, it felt like my first time doing cop, like stand up, but like, like, oh my God, it's just so much more torturous. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I can see. I feel like stand up, it is about the response that you get, right? Like, yeah. that's, there's something magical that happens when like the whole audience is like laughing and there's this like whole exhale and inhale. I, I don't know. I, I don't do stand up, but that's like when I've been to see it. Feel like that's kind of what happens it's this collaborative thing but you don't really have that on zoom like or yeah there's not really a collaborative yeah yeah, yeah. it's like you don't get that same exchange of energy through people like i feel like through through technology and i'm just like i thrive off of that like i i need that because it's like i need to like actually look people in the eyes you know it's like like I, that was such a pivotal thing because it's like i'm not naturally an outgoing person like I had to fight every little ounce of myself like against this like I'm traditionally a very shy person and very reserved and wow. very like, back like like speaking up and speaking out was like very very hard for me I was like a late bloomer when it came to like performing like I remember when I first started doing performances I was like I would be up there for like three seconds I was like okay cool peace bye <laughs> I need to go like check myself and throw up <laughs> Wow. So stand-up comedy and like performance, were they like for you also like part of your, your growth journey with like your mental and emotional health? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I guess got to this point where I was just like, all right, baby girl, like your looks and all that, it's going to fade and you're going to have to develop a personality to make people want to be around you. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, what's the best way to do that? Look at the, your idols, like Robin Williams, all these other people who make you laugh, make people laugh. You'll make them love you. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Wow. That. <laughs> That's amazing. What an insight to have. That's like a deep insight. <laughs> Most people don't realize that until like they start going, you know, <laughs> so yeah. you hit like 45, 50, 60, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like my problem. I always like internalized everything like growing up. So I'm just like, oh, it's never anything else's problems. Like world hunger. Like that's my, that's my fault. Right. That's my, <laughs> that's all on me. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like before we uh, wrap up, is there any like other like last like tools or any other things that you want to share or any things like you want to like let people know that you're doing um, like ways to reach you and all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, well, one thing that's um, really been a huge contribution to me in the last couple of years is the artist way. Um, love that journey. And so I did it and then was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I bet other people would want to do this. So I started gathering circles. Um, I call them circles, playful embodiment, artist way circles. Um, so I have a circle coming up starting January 11th um, in 2022. And um, it's going to be on Zoom, which I know is, but the other element thing that I've I'm doing and I'm actually this morning I was just thinking oh I want to start doing maybe like a weekly class called playful embodiment where it's about um 
doing some of the things that I was talking about, like embodying, you know, different parts of ourselves. I would say like this particular class is more for people that maybe have already done some improv or, or like have a really strong foundation within their like mental health, emotional health practice where they're like, yeah, like I would be totally cool to embody my like inner bully. Like that sounds awesome. Where, you know, I know for some people they're like, what the hell? No way. I'm not going to do that. That's like <laughs> terrifying. So yeah, like, um, you know, it would be some like movement, like free flow movement. Um, really, I think I'm still trying to figure out like, what is playful embodiment? Like, what's the point of it? I think for me, like when I think of playful embodiment, it just helps me get back to myself. You know what I mean? Like just like kind of clears out like all the like gunk and the clutter in a way that's fun and playful. So, um, so yeah, like, I don't know where they can find out about that because I don't have a website. (laughs) We're going to work on that. Okay. We'll work on that. Yeah. That's going to be our project. Um, And like, I'm going to make sure that this gets up within the, like the next month or so. Oh my God. Oh my God. I do have like one of those links that I bought. So like, I feel like it's just about like putting things in there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, my brain does not work in website land, obviously, but like I do have an Instagram. So you, so people could find me um, at Allison Lebrun. It's like A-L-I-S-O-N. L-E-B-R-U-N um, or at um, hello permission to play or either it's sorry it's either at permission to play or at hello permission to play I'm not like obviously I haven't been spending yeah, I'll put it all in like Instagram. a description and everything we'll like put that. it in the description yeah, exactly. and it will be right there unless there's a spelling error which does happen sometimes but I will then edit it I will correct that <laughs> well thank you so much for like sharing your time and the space with me like I honor you like to the moon Aww. and back like you are so grateful that you're in my life <laughs> I am so, so grateful for you Foster you are truly incredible and I knew the moment we met when we met at Showfield I was like awesome this lady this amazing creature like you're a creature like I hope that's okay you're a creature you are my spirit animal you have no idea yeah you're my spirit animal too so yeah like that's that so like I'm so grateful that we got to meet and just all the ways that you've contributed to me over the past um few years a couple years now so what else is possible yeah thank you so much